How do we revolutionize cancer care? What innovations can solve global food scarcity? Can the next big leap in drug development come from a place you might not expect? These are the questions that drive us on New Wave, a podcast where curiosity meets life-changing science. In Nova Scotia, a new wave of pioneers are answering these questions, from reimagining how we treat the most daunting diseases to tackling the challenges of feeding a growing planet. Their stories are as inspiring as they are impactful. I'm Taylor McGilvery. Join me as we dive into these extraordinary narratives. We're not just talking about scientific breakthroughs. We're exploring how these advancements touch lives, reshape communities, and pave the way for a brighter future. Subscribe to New Wave on your favorite platform. Be part of a journey that takes you to the heart of innovation and shows how, in Nova Scotia, we're not just asking questions, we're finding answers. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. to talk about some sex yes i surely am surely am well another day another another day another day yesterday was the first day i think yesterday was the first day of what of the new beginning of the new world order for for me for you why is that because i yesterday was like oh today's just an ordinary day like it has some structure, um, it has you mean some it purpose. Felt it, like the the new uh, life that we are now currently living in, yeah. which is very new um, compared to what it was a month ago. You mean yesterday was the first day that you were like, "Oh, I'm used to I'm used to it now." Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah, hmm. yeah. Not for me. No, no, What's man. What's going on over there? Fuck no. I don't know. I I'm I'm I am going a little crazy, going a okay. little cabin fever, just a bit. Okay. Um, a little a little starved for like, man. I just really want to hug someone. Yeah. I almost started crying yesterday because I just haven't had a hug. Oh, babe. I am so fucking hairy. <laughs> I am so hairy. It's insane. I can't see your. You're wearing a hat right now. Well, I'll take it off for you. Let's see your hair. There's a, there's a lot of hair on I my love head. it. You look like Beaker from uh from the Muppets a little bit that with that hair. You know what? Um that statement is going <laughs> to make me cry later. Wait, hold on one second. I got to take a screenshot of this. Fuck. 
Uh, I got, but it's not even just that. Like I've got hair on my face. My fucking chest hair is just like going out of, out of whack, like crazy belly hair. Dude, my balls are so hairy. I, I, so let's get into grooming practices. Um, when I have a normal dating life and I see people on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. I like to have, uh, my balls shaved. I like to shave my balls. Why? Um, I just like smooth balls and I, you know, not that I ever anticipate that someone's going to suck on my balls, mostly because I've never really requested it. I've never really like physically maneuvered into it. Um, I don't know. Um, but I just imagine if I was to give myself or (laughs) if I was to give uh, another man fellatio, I would rather that they had a... Uh, hairless shaft and hairless balls. Okay. That's the way I like to think about penises. Mm-hmm. And then with like a little bit of like like very well-kept um, pubes. Right. Um, so that's what I do to myself. Yeah. I go, this this feels good to me. And it feels, it feels sexy and it feels clean and it feels like slick. Um, my balls have like a, a fucking afro right now. <laughs> And my, I mean, like the 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 pubes, like my regular pelvis pubes, yeah. like at the at the base of my dick, yeah. Um, they're developing curls. They're so long that they're curling back in on themselves now. Yeah. Two little like, sort of like orthodox Tendrils. Jew curls uh-huh. on the, uh, and there are two of them, and they're not it's on the sides. It's got its own facial hair. It's got its own religion going on. Yeah. And uh, and. And then these like longer hairs on my shaft. But uh, the thing is, is that I shave them and I, I, razors are super expensive. Like, like men's razors. Yeah. Women's are, razors are more expensive. No, dude. What? No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, they are. Dude. N- I buy the female razors because they're so much goddamn cheaper. Okay. So much cheaper. Okay. Dude, do you know how much like a pack of five like, yeah, you, just the blades, right? You're just, just the replacing blades? the blades, yeah. Do you know how much those are? Like twenty seven dollars or something crazy like, like that? Like ninety nine dollars <laughs> plus plus fucking fees. Well, it's you know, insane. Okay. But here's the thing is Tell that our 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 beautiful and lovely and sweet, sweet roommate, Aaron. Is tired of um cleaning your pubes <laughs> out of the bathtub. Drink. No. No, I get she it. No, that's not it. Um she uh also, I don't do that. I mean, I do shave in the shower, but it's just little tiny freck, like speckle hairs. Yeah. When I when I buzz, when I trim with Yeah, like those the, aren't annoying to clean up at all. No, oh my god, will you just give me a second <laughs> here? Those just go right down the drain. No one has to clean that. But when I use my clippers, yeah. I do that on the floor and then I vacuum immediately. Oh, interesting. I kind of do it over the toilet. Huh. So it just all goes That explains a lot. Yeah. Does it? Um, so Aaron, to continue my story, she went into the bathroom and she turned it into this like sweet little spa. She had a candles in there and she like, she put in these like, like hung these lights and like, she just made this really sweet space for the two of us. Um, together? Um, <laughs> no, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> for the two of us to use while, while it's just the two of us here at the house and to have a little like sanctuary in there. Um, but she threw out, I think she did some like cleaning and she threw out. My razor was like hanging on the thing yeah. on, that hangs off the shower head. Yeah, that yeah. Like you know that you can hang. I don't know, like a loofah yeah. on and 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 hold. It holds things. It was holding that, and and it was it was. It's gone. I think it was thrown out. Oh no. And uh, obviously, I can't go out and get a new one. And I'm not gonna be like my mom's. Like, hey, babe, like I'm I'm coming. I'm gonna bring drop off some food. You need me to pick something up? I'm not gonna be like, hey, mom, can you pick me up a package uh, of razors for my package pubes? of women's razors so I can shave my ball. Also. Who am I fucking shaving for? Yeah, good point. Well, no let one? me tell you, I um, I was, I don't usually. I, I came home from our road trip, and I was like, I'm not gonna shave my legs ever again. Like right now, they're full hair, so I'm just gonna. My hair only grows on my shins and my knees for some reason. It doesn't grow on the backs of my legs. Very how dark much. is it? How uh, like it's how, pretty dark. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty dark. Um, and, and I was, and like how how th- like how much hair are we talking? Are we talking like much. my legs? No, no. Nah. Okay. No, it's very sparse. Isn't that so isn't that At so least I thought. At least I thought. So when I got home from the road trip, I found in my 
you know, in the stash under the bathroom sink where you like collect all the leftover products that you bought and tried and didn't use. There yeah. were um, there were some wax strips in there. And I've never really had much success with waxing my own legs, but I thought, you know, these are here. It's the end of the world. I might as well use the end of these products that I have been saving. Um, so I put it on my legs and like probably the most successful leg waxing home experience I've had. And I was really pleased with huh. it. Um, but then lo and behold, like, so that was maybe like three weeks ago. But then maybe a week ago, I started just my legs were just like felt so hairy. And like there was more hair than ever on them. So I bought some razors, which is was not part of my plan. And I, I swear to God, I shaved my legs. And it was like there was way more hair than I could have possibly imagined. But most of it was really light and I couldn't see it, but it clogged my razor up. So I shaved both my legs and then I threw, I had to throw that blade away. That, that was, that was it. You know, like you, you know, when you like shave something that's hairy and you look at your razor and it's fucking full of hair. Yeah. My it's just balls. all jammed in there. All the yeah. Time. Yeah. I was like, well, there's no way I can, I can you clog couldn't... up this razor for two whole legs and then use it again without fucking cutting the shit out of myself. What? No, yeah. dude, you just, you go one, one drag. Yeah. Rinse. Yeah. Shake. Yeah. Drag, rinse, shake. Yeah. But it dulls you just did, the blade. You just went drag, 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 drag until no. everything was done? No, no, no. I did, it, I did it like that. And every time oh. I went to rinse it, it was clogged with hair. So that by the time I was done with my second leg, I was like, through these blades, I don't, they can't I don't, I, do I think this you're, I don't think you're giving those blades enough uh well, Crap. I didn't buy the hundred dollar blades. I I bought the disposable blades because I was like, yeah, I can well, only. I'm only. This is gonna. This is gonna do damage to the blades, so I'll buy the yeah. cheap ones. Interesting. Yeah. So you're basically shaving like just bark, just tree bark off your legs, eh? Yeah. Oh my god, my body Hot. does not love whatever's happening right now, whether it's seasonal or whether no, it's I, as a result I, of this whole I fucking. I think it's pandemic. Like my like my scalp is so itchy, dude. I, everything I mean, is so itchy. The bottoms of my feet, the skin flaking yeah. off the bottom of my feet. The it's bottom crazy. of my feet. Yeah, everything is changing. You, we want to hear something even fucking crazier than all this? Yeah. So I'm like, unashamedly, I'm jerking off probably two times a day at least. Wake up, jerk off. Go to bed, jerk off. Maybe like finish walking the dog, jerk off. You right. know? Yeah. Finish recording this, probably go jerk off. Okay, so like I'm just jerking off out of boredom. Yeah. At I'm least jealous. two times a day. Now, you know, as well as I do, as well as like most of the people who've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, I don't produce much cum. Yeah. Like my 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 loads are like if there was an, a sound to to represent my loads, it would yeah. be Yeah. That's it. Just like one little like Weep, or yeah, like a babbling, like a small babble from a babbling brook. As opposed to like you know your average, average person with a penis going, you know, like yeah. Okay, so I'm this little like usually, and then when I jerk off like more than once in a day, or have sex more than once in a day. Uh, it changes from the bleep to just like, a puff of just just a puff dust. of nothing. Just <laughs> okay. So I'm jerking off. I'm I'm getting I'm I'm coming way more than I normally would out of boredom because of this pandemic, and I'm I'm sh- I'm slinging loads. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But my cum production is like through the th- through the roof. Y- like yesterday, yeah. last night when I went to bed, I, um, <laughs> uh huh. Last night when I went to bed, I came on my own chin. Oh, and I literally went, oh, oh my god! Like I was like thrown off. It was the first time I ever was like, well, now I have to get up and go clean myself. Right. 
That you, never happens. It's like a something about Mary kind of throwback, or you can just use it as a styling product for your Holy beard. Holy fuck, dude. Yeah, honestly. I, yeah, you know, I probably should have just rubbed it into my beard. It would have been... Moisturizing for the skin, yeah. So what the fuck e. is that all about? What is that all about? How is that even possible? I don't know. I can't... Someone listening to this must know what's going on. I don't know. Maybe it's because you're not getting any other exercise, or maybe... Well, I'm exercising. I'm doing yoga. Are you? Yeah. Good. That's good. Walking the do- t- Taking the dog for like long, long walks. Oh, that's good. You know? Thanks for taking care of our boy over there. Anyway, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, I can't masturbate at all. I'm just having a really hard time. A really I, hard time with your like libido? Yeah, mostly. I think I've discovered it. I had a sort of an a revelation or an aha moment a couple of days ago. And it's good because it's it's kind of like it's advice I've given in the past. But now I'm like, oh, now I actually have to... Do take my own advice, which is like incorporate some transition time between one activity to another, especially like I don't I'm so happy to be here and I'm having a great time um, with my dad. You know, he's he's got late stage cancer and we're hanging out a lot and I'm like really amused by him on a daily a daily basis. And, and I'm really like um, kind of into to kind of watching him through this phase of his life. But then I come home and it's like, it's really hard to, to, well, what, what, get what in the mood. get in the mood. Yeah. I get home yeah. and I'm like, they kind of telling stories about, you know, things that my dad did or my mom did. And like my social circle is limited to basically those two people right now. And then, and Todd and then my sister Tara and talking to them and I'm like, okay, so you know, I, I'm not really feeling ready to go and I realize I haven't been masturbating. So I go and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a bath when I get home. I'm going to take a bath when I get home. I'm going to like listen to music. I'm going to put a candle on. I'm just going to put lots of coconut oil in the tub and some drops of something to make me feel, you know, like more sensual and I bring my like waterproof vibrator in and I swear to God, like as soon as everything's good to go, I put the vibrator on my body and like 15 seconds in, I have this flash of my dad's face and I'm like, okay, this is it. I can't do this. So this has happened. This happened has happened every single time I've tried to masturbate in the last week. Whoa. Interesting. Yeah, which makes me think about, you know, people we've talked to on the show who have, like, experienced grief and, like, how grief yeah. can do, like, weird things and losing people. Yeah. And I've, I've heard of that before. So I'm just aware of it and, and trying to, like, I don't know, I've j- hmm. get into my, I don't know, you know what, if that's a useful way to put it, like, get into my body. But I definitely, definitely need to figure out this transition time hmm. so that, and, like, be really relentless with my like no that was earlier today moving into a different like putting on a different Hmm. hat you know i'm a i'm like not the daughter now in this situation i'm I'm, i don't know it's just a really what a fucking trip yeah is this the is this i mean you know like our, our our libido uh what waxes and wanes and and is always on this roller coaster but like is this the first time you've ever experienced something th- like this like yeah. as 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 specific to this yeah huh yeah. interesting yeah you know Very before before i might like i might be trying to masturbate or i might be trying to like you know get into the mood but invasive thoughts would come in like about stress at school yeah. or stress at work or like stress, any other stress, but like it's very unnerving when it's what, when, my yeah, parents' when it's your, face. Your dad pop. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, no. hmm. yeah. So I just have to like, I don't know what to do exactly about that, but so I'm putting it out there to listeners. Anybody who's been through a similar thing, I'm like, how do I get grounded? And then, so are you also not having any like pandemic sex? Uh, yeah, here and there. It's mm-hmm. like infrequent. Um, actually, so I haven't really been drinking much. Um, in oh, March, Jesus Christ! I know everybody Holy else. Holy fuck, is babe! Like, I've been drinking so much. Yeah, 
everybody was buying all booze for their for oh. their quarantine and i i got I, like i didn't i was like well you know i think this is a, the potentially a really sad time and i don't really need the yeah. added like chemical of sadness mm-hmm. to come along with it but um good call yesterday you're so smart yesterday i did my routine of like online shopping for groceries and I, and cannabis and i was like okay i'm going to go get some wine showed up at the wine store you can't go in so you just like you just it feels like it honestly feels like buying groceries in mexico or buying groceries somewhere where you don't speak the language and you're like I, I um can you just can i have some red wine and they just go get you any bottle of red wine or Stop. any box of red yeah like unless you know exactly you can't go in and you can't look at the products you can't look at what they have so you kind of have to know what you want when you walk in like people are just Whoa. like um beer beer like Wait, yeah. so you're not, well, hold on. You're not allowed to go in and actually touch anything? Uh-uh. You just go in and you say, You stand. Wine, please. Six, and they go, yeah. all right, stay right there. And we'll they go it. fetch it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't know so how I they're bought, doing it here, but yeah, interesting. I bought four bottles of wine thinking like, this is like a bottle, maybe a bottle a week. Like I did, was barely drank at all in March, so this might be good. And then last night we put away two bottles of wine. Oh, Jesus. And... Man. Uh, today I'm definitely feeling it, but it was also, it it also was like kind of needed. Like, you know, yeah, you gotta, you gotta release that stress somehow. Yeah. And it was good. It was great for relieving stress in lots of ways, if you know Mm -hmm. what I mean. And then this morning we got up and we watched the Lion King on Disney. The new one. Oh, interesting. You chose the Lion King over the Tiger King. Uh, yeah. I don't even know what this Tiger King is and I don't want to know. It sounds awful. Ah, it's just some fucking just wild shithead f- named Joe Exotic. Um, uh, well, that's interesting, babe. I, you know, I, I'm all for, um, I'm all for you utilizing this time to like, like finding ways to distract yourself in this time, as long as it's healthy, done in a healthy way. Um, but uh, good for you for not drinking. Well, and I think that's I mean, that's pretty. I'm having a glass of wine right now, and I'm all, and I'm drinking a beer right now. <laughs> I just I, also I, don't have the money for it. Like I just can't afford to drink yeah, alcohol anymore. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. I I I, I made a very large purchase of uh, alcohol. Some fungus. Uh, at, oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna try to figure out the best way to do that. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> afraid to do it alone and then just totally fucking, cause like set and setting is everything when you, when, when psychedelics are involved. Yeah. And although I feel pretty confident in like my ability to handle my psych- psychedelics, um, I just like every day at the end of the day, I'm kind of like, I'm, I, I'm, I kind of feel spent with all the negativity that I've been just like surrounding myself in. Yeah. In terms of the news and, and all that shit. So, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. I'm really trying not to, to watch it, not to look at what's going on. I know. Facebook. So am I, but it's also kind of part of my, my job for with talking about Ellen Sick Boy. Yeah, that makes sense. Speaking of news, and maybe some good news, uh, that is that is COVID, um, in the realm of COVID... I know people are probably fucking sick and tired of talking about it, but this is like, this is very like COVID turn me on, um, centric. So I want to, I want to throw to this, uh, this article that popped up on Reddit, uh, from Newsweek. The headline is medical fetish site donates entire stock of scrubs after being contacted by desperate health officials. A medical fetish company in the UK has donated its entire stock of disposable scrubs to a hospital after being contacted by, quote, desperate, unquote, health officials. MedFet UK said it had been contacted by National Health Services representatives from across the country who are trying to procure basic protective equipment and clothing for health workers tackling the coronavirus pandemic. The company didn't identify the hospital where it sent the few sets of scrubs it had, but it said it was located in the south of England. MedFet UK added it was scandalous that it was being sought out as last resort supplier for the NHS during a crisis, adding that it claims from adding that claims from politicians that health workers were getting what they needed were not were, were not true. 
the article goes on, but there's a there's like a little uh, fat medfet UK on Instagram uh, at medfet underscore UK or sorry on Twitter. Um, they they posted like a like probably from their website from their merch website uh, a little image of like the man wearing the scrubs. <laughs> it just looks so funny. How crazy is that though? Eh? Like that that. You know, like, I mean, it's really sad that that health authorities are are in such desperate need of of equipment that that they need to resort to, like, the playtime, sexy time um, equipment that like is out there. It's like probably some great latex that uh, they should be looking at. Dude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Imagine just latex suits. Imagine all the doctors in latex just walking around with. Uh, yeah, rubbery you know bodies. That's kind of hot. I wouldn't want to get <laughs> yeah. COVID. To tell you the truth, if that was the case. Um, I love that though. I love yeah. that someone. I love that someone. <laughs> I love that someone in like a World Health Organization, like, had that thought of going. Well, guys, uh, listen. I know this sounds crazy. But I have a FetLife account, and I know some people who have legitimate scrubs and gloves and masks in this community, and I'm sure we can get a hand on a couple of them. Yeah. You know what? We're, we're not as different as we might think. We're all so connected, interconnected. That's it. All of our needs are really quite basic and the same. Um. Uh, we don't, uh, babe, we don't have a guest this week. It's just you and I just shooting the shit. We, <clears throat> again, for those of you who aren't aware, we are, uh, we're not together. I am, I'm here in Halifax, holed up in my, my home, our home. Um, and Bride's on PEI, like she said earlier, taking care of her, her dad. Um, and, uh, we're trying to, we're trying to do this the best we can with the, with the, uh, the equipment that we have and the setup that we have here. Um, babe, what, how do you feel about, uh, how do you feel about throwing into our, our Reddit segment where we, yeah. where we talk about silly things? So yeah. this one, this one is, I want you to think about this one for a minute. It's a bit of a silly willy one. Ready? Yeah. You can make whatever you want appear, but you have to pull it out of your ass. What do you do? I can have whatever I want if I pull it out of my butt. You can have anything you want appear, but you have to pull it out of your ass. What is it? A genie. You pull a genie out of your ass? Yeah. They're basically just made of vapor. And then I get three things. (laughs) (laughs) I get three wishes. You really like scam the system there. That's, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. You totally gamed it. I mean, the first thing I thought was, well, it's got to be something that wouldn't hurt like a motherfucker coming out of my butt. So it really l- lowers the possibilities. It really limits my choices. Because um, right now, I got to be honest with you, there's not a whole lot that I'm I'm in want of. Right. Um, but you know, you know, if 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 it was a genie, and then it, it also would buy me some more time to think about some more things. I, I, what about you? If I could have anything appear that I could, but I had to pull it out of my ass. Hmm. You know what? I didn't think about it, but I would probably. I would probably pull out um golden shit. Okay. Why? Cuz it's the right well, shit. Well, I mean, it's shit anyway. I shit I shit every day. So why not turn that shit into why not be uh shit that's has monetary value? Totally. I mean, it fuck. W- I I would be making money, I mean, at this rate, on average, three to five times a day. <laughs> <laughs> That's your job. 
Yeah. That's how you make your money. That's how I make my money, just shit and gold. Yeah, that that makes actually complete sense to me. I'm not I, I I wanted to say money and then I was like, No, you know what, I'm done with I'm done with this whole system. My biggest fear is that after all this is over, we're all just gonna go back to the way we were. Not we will never be able to go back to the way there we will, were, but Yeah, there will never be a way things were. But everyone will still be like, Let's make sure that all the businesses survive. And yeah, well, we're, we're not going to change. Uh, we're we're not no longer going to be in a, a capitalist. capitalistic democratic society. Really? Uh, no, 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 no. I don't think so. Um, do you want to hear the top, the top um, upvoted response to that question? Yes, please. This is uh, coming from Delicious Hot Dog. I'd love nothing more than to have a team of scientists dressed in full PPE. That's like uh, safety gear. Yeah. Um, Dressed in full PPE, slowly pull out a never-ending chain of colorful handkerchiefs from my ass while I'm on my knees in full cl- clown regalia with my face adorned with the honkiest red nose ever conceived. For hours, days, months, years, decades, this team of stunned scientists would pull more and more and more handkerchiefs, each covered in just a bit of uncomfortable mucus or slime of which the test results cannot confirm or deny whether it is human in origin. Like a cuckoo clock, every half hour, I would yuck a yuck, giggle, and laugh while honking my clown nose in an inhuman rate. At an inhuman rate. What sanity of the of the left scientists, after pulling my handkerchiefs for so long, what what sanity what sanity of the left scientists? After pulling my handkerchief for so long, as the generations pass, I would be kept preserved as some grotesque abomination, a thing that must be hidden, but never destroyed. Yet still, brave men and women who dare to read the redacted files and notes of your scrawled in desperation by those driven mad, yes, these foolhardy scientists will take to my chambers and pull those handkerchiefs once more. They will find no end to it. They, they will find no happiness, no satisfaction. They will find only the dull horror of the infinite. Wow. Wow. Um, so that's a fucking response. And that, you know what, that, what, what kills me is that that response probably isn't even just like, that long because this person is stuck in quarantine. This person, this person put time into that writing. And the thing is, it makes me feel like, you know, I'll never be a writer. I'll never have the patience to sit and write something, you know, that long plus a whole book's worth amount of writing. Um, and he's just, that person just did it and just put it up for free on the internet. And, um, like that's just some that's just came and now it's being read on a time. sex po- sex and relationships podcast up in Canada. Yeah, we'll we'll send him a, them a quarter. How about how about that? Some fifty cents. Are you maybe. feeling more creative? I mean, like I know you're. I know that Golf. you you are in a, a world of like you're in a different situation. Yeah, I'm feeling quite creative. Yeah, in my I'm, in my trapped ways. I'm kind of jealous. I'm not feeling creative. You're not feeling that. Eh? No, I'm not feeling creative. I did. Uh, I did bring a whole pile of letters that I've been collecting uh, over my life, all letters from my grandmother who passed away just in February. So I have been reading lots of those. And, and often when I go to write at the end of the day, when I, when I'm kind of like journaling about things that have happened, I'm, I'm writing to her, even though she's not, she's not ever going to read them because she's dead now. But um, I just, she's, she's got the longest, let me just read you this letter. I don't even okay. know. I don't even know what this is. I haven't read this yet. Let's see. Oh my Dear God. Bridie. I have to picture her, but she's like this like short. Four and a half feet old, tall. Like round. Old, old lady who just like, who, who doesn't really talk a whole lot, but listens a whole lot. Yeah. And, and in response to listening just goes, yeah, yeah, I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, so she, yeah, I'll just read it. Dear Bridie, I have no idea what year this is. Dear Bridie, Monday morning, 9.30. This is how all of her letters start. Saturday afternoon, 6 p.m. Okay. Monday morning, 9.30. Must drop a line before I start to work. Wash clothes, cook dinner, etc. Nice talking to you on phone last night, Bridie, and hearing all the news. Hope your plays are working out for the best. 
Oh, your plans. Hope you, I hope you will get the fourth year in at the university since you have three. Brent and I are fine. Brent just left to go to a doctor's appointment in Kensington, a follow-up from blood work, etc. I am having problems with my legs, knees. <laughs> Hard to get moving some days, but I'll try and keep plugging in and doing as much work as I can. Shirley, Bill, and girls are so busy, I hardly see them. Girls go to school and sports in the evening, and Sarah working. I am enclosing a check for $300. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know for sure if you need money to come oh, home, fuck. and I'll send some. Say hello to Jeremy. Take care. We love oh, you. Oh, wow. She said say hello to Jeremy. Yeah, but she didn't spell Because for years, um, I mean, even I believe even like after we were married, she was like, How's, How's your J- friend? How's Jason? How's your friend there? Jamie. How's Jamie doing? Oh, what a fucking sweetheart. Yeah. I love, I just love like, I love how, I love how she includes things that just really. Oh, it's so good. Most certainly don't need to be included. Like Brent, Brent went to town today. Yeah. To get his blood work done. Yeah. Results will be back in a week. So the doctor says, you know, like just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, it's just it's just so many letters and then like oh, like fuck. What a what a fucking sweetie. It's really very, very heartwarming to to read this. So you asked me the reason I brought this up is you asked me if I was feeling creative or not. But for a long time I've been thinking I would collect these letters and do something with them. Like maybe write a one woman show or something. Mm. And uh and you know, like I get really inspired in moments about the idea of doing things, but then the day to day, like my days are flying by and, you know, I have a routine of like getting up and making coffee and, uh, and then going to my parents' place and spending a couple of hours sort of like cleaning up and like making them food and fill my dad's hot water bottle and entertaining him and all that kind of stuff. And then I come home and you know, it's like, it's just like I make dinner and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't really have time. How, how the fuck is there still not enough time in the day during a quarantined, well, full on life, life shut down pandemic? My life hasn't really changed. Like I still, yeah. I'm not super, but I, I work from My life has, my life's changed like incredibly. And I'm, I'm still like, you know, I look at the clock and I'm like, fuck it's midnight. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. What? I know. And I feel, if I see one more fucking person tell me that now's a great time to learn a second language i will i will never open my computer again because well first of all i don't even have kids so the people who are have kids and have to keep working from home yeah that just seems i just like i can't imagine i can't imagine that 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 must be so hard especially with the with reference to this transition time that i'm talking about it's like you know how do I go from, from like my work day, not me, but so someone, my work day where I have to like put, put myself in a small little room in the basement, a floor away from my children so that they don't bug me so that I can do my job to then like, there's not even like a tr- travel time. There's no like, you know, commuting space for me to just like end part of my day and get ready to step into like mom rule you know i'm really thinking about yeah. those people a lot Who fucking knows man turn me on we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago... If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, yo, do you want to do, do a brain boner? Yeah. All right. This is a very long brain boner. Please forgive me as my reading skills are mediocre. My wife and I got into monogamy. Or sorry. For fuck's sake, Jerry. <laughs> Off to a, a great start. My wife and I got into non-monogamy thinking it would be about the sex. And don't get me wrong. We love the sex. A couple of years ago, we met a couple who we really clicked with. They were fully monogamous at the time, but we met them through a group of mutual friends who like to get together every now and then and ingest certain substances that release a lot of serotonin into the brain. So they have never been fully, quote, platonic friends. They are people who we met and built a friendship in a sexy, loving environment. After a year, about a year after we first started hanging out, we got together with them for sex. The sex was hot and fun, and everyone wanted to do it again, so we did. And then again, and again, and again. We all wanted to explore the individual cross-couple relationships as well, so we started regularly going on dates and having sex one-on-one, with group play mixed in occasionally. As these relationships blossomed, we fell in love with each other, deeply. This was an incredible experience. None of us really thought we would ever have the experience of falling in love again, And then we all did. The fact that we found this within the context of two married couples seemed unlikely and special and meant to be. My wife, my wife and I loved them individually as a couple. It changed our entire outlook on what non-monogamy could be. Unfortunately, while this greatly enhanced my relationship with my wife, the marriage of our partners unraveled during the course of this relationship. We don't know fully why, but clearly their love and affection for me and my wife has exposed things about their own marriage that they are deeply unhappy with. It seems like a situation where they previously accepted the state of their marriage, and then being with us showed them that so much more was possible and made it so much harder to paper over the cracks in their relationship. Our relationship with them was intense and serious and lasted just over a year. Two months ago, my wife's boyfriend ended things for all of us. He told me he needed to, quote, save his family. We believe they are close to ending their marriage. We always understood this was a possible ending in this relationship. We accepted that if push came to shove, the marriages would come first. We're still devastated despite that knowledge, but we accept that they need to figure out what to do about their marriage without simultaneously being with us. Here's where the brain boner comes in. We're broken up. It sucks. But we still love these people, and with increasing frequency, they are reaching out to us individually. My ex-girlfriend to me, my wife's ex-boyfriend to her, for emotional support. We want to provide this. It feels good to provide it. But it also comes with a cost. We feel so good when they reach out and crash hard when those conversations end. And they just aren't in a place where they could reciprocate that support. We understand why, but we still want it badly. If it was an ordinary binary monogamous relationship, I feel like the answer would be simple. The person who decided to end the relationship should not expect unconditional emotional support from their partner, from their former partner. But this feels different. Neither of them wanted to end the relationship with us because of us. They felt that they had reached a point in their own relationship where it was necessary to end things with us to try to save their marriage or to end it without us being present without us being a present factor we don't want to be over them but we also don't want to be super bummed out when contact with them is inevitably emotional and distressing because they are in obvious distress loving them through that distress even if it, we can't be together in that way that we, in the way that we want feels like a good thing to do 
that is constant, consistent with their values. That fucking sentence. <laughs> we want to love these people. We want to help them through this, but they are so fucked up between each other that they really can't reciprocate that love and support to us right now. We don't need it as much, but we feel sad and rejected, and we both deeply miss the emotional and physical intimacy we have built with them. I suppose I don't have a specific question here, but I would love to hear your perspective on how to handle the end of a poly relationship that were never expected to be primary commitments to begin with. We don't want to give up on these people we genuinely, deeply love. We said we would be there for them no matter what, and we want to honor that. Also, we're very sad and a little bit bitter about how things ended and where we are now, and we don't want those feelings to consume our day-to-day experience of life. We don't think it's wrong of them to reach out to us for friendship and emotional support, and we want to believe that allowing the relationship to evolve into a non-sexual relationship where we nonetheless love and care for each other is a reasonable goal. On the other hand, they broke our hearts, worse than we've ever experienced, And it's fine to be that way for a while, but I'm worried that if we don't more deliberately distance ourselves from them, we will never really recover from it. Finally, there has been some suggestion that if they do end up divorcing, they may want to rekindle these relationships. It's hard to see us saying no to that because we're not the type to say no, and we have a naive belief in our powers to cure all hurts with our own love and sex. But is that totally crazy? Do we need to let go of what we want here and move on to things we could move on to other things we could have? Any thoughts you might have on this are more than welcome. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, boy. Yeah. It was a lot of reading. Good job. Um, what are your what are your thoughts on that? that I mean, that's a that's it's a really um it's a really interesting and unique kind of predicament to be in. Yeah, and it's funny I feel inclined to answer it as if it was like a friend in a breakup, but there is a problem, I think, when it comes to looking at non-traditional relationships and trying to solve problems with those relationships that you would, using methods you would use in a monogamous relationship. Sure. Um, s- mostly because I, I think people who are interested in having non-traditional relationships are interested in it because they're not, they don't love the the way that tradi- things are handled traditionally. So my first instinct would have been to say, yeah, maybe you're not the best choice for them to be leaning on while they're trying to solve the problems of their own relationship. Like, Mm. yeah, you might be close and, and everything, but they, they kind of, I feel like they might need them. I, you know, if they really want to work on things that are ha- just between them, they might not need some distance from people that they're also sort of emotionally involved with, especially if you guys are feeling a little bit hurt and stuff too, like that, there's not really any space for that right now for them to support you because they're kind of dealing with their own thing. And yeah, I mean like it, it, the way it was written, it seems like the, the, one of the reasons for their uh for the the couple that's that's marriage is deteriorating one of the reasons for that happening in their relationship is because of the things that they learned when they blossomed this new relationship with you and your wife and so if you and your wife are um not like directly the reason for them having hardships in their relationship, but you are definitely involved in it. And to have them coming to you still for support, even while things are kind of like crumbling around them, that just seems, that just seems problematic to me. Mm. Um, Because it, it, what's the diff, what's the difference? Like what's the difference aside from just not having sex? Like what's the, what has changed? Yeah. You're still, you're, you're still playing a role where you are, um, where you're, you're being used. Isn't the right word. Like I'm not using the word used as in like you're being used and chucked aside, but like you're, you're, you're still being used in that relationship to, to be there for them in some way. And the whole idea of being there for them in, in, multiple ways was one of the things that brought them to this point where they're they're 
realizing that their marriage isn't quite up to snuff. Does that make sense? Like, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I feel like for it to come to any sort of any sort of conclusion, there 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 would need to be space between the two couples in order for couple A to you know not feel like they need to be there in some way and support and then couple B for them to like either figure out whether or not they are going to stay together or end things yeah and then once that's all said and done with then perhaps like see where things go like I I don't think his last question is of like is it absolutely crazy for us to consider if they did divorce and then we individually started seeing them like I don't think that's I don't think that's that crazy. I think that's kind of beautiful. Yeah. I mean, at least there's, there's a silver lining there to their relationship ending that all of it doesn't end, but yeah, it's interesting too. like to think about like how, you know, there's four people there and, and how many different relationships, like everybody, everybody has a different relationship to each individual person in the group. And, uh, you know, you, 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 you probably came together because you had enough in common and enough interests and priorities sort of in line with each other that, that you're all probably fairly good friends and Mm. like you get, you, you, you're in this situation. So you kind of, you're probably more likely to get each other, um, than, than other people in your friend group maybe. And yeah, so I would, I would say honor the space, honor the space that's, that, that was initially requested and, and kind of just see if they're able to to work their shit out. That was a big one. Yeah. A big, uh, a biggie. Yeah. What do you do? Are you on your phone there? Yeah. Get off your phone, dude. I'm looking at my notes for this call. Oh. Um, for this for this call for this this yeah, recording for mean? this recording. Yeah. What do you got in your notes? You got anything there? I got just the tips. If you do. Yeah, I do actually. Um, this was said. This was suggested to me, and I've only listened to about one episode, one and a half episodes. It's I find listening to podcasts right now really difficult because yeah. I feel like, um, like anything that was recorded before all this went down, I'm like, I don't know if this is relevant. You know what I mean? Like, I'm having a bit of a hard time being like, you're talking about shit that does not resemble actual real life anymore but because it's not covid related or something yeah because it's not it doesn't i'm just like i'm boggled because i'm watching a lot of tv and i'm the same thing i'm like what kind of stories are we gonna tell about this time Mm. um like what is what what is the future of all this storytelling but anyway someone did recommend to us that we check out as a as a really neat um sort of sort of cross of sick boy and termion uh called a podcast called dying for sex oh yeah and uh i listened to one episode and i I think i did they did a really good job their production value is really good it's quite funny you can tell that they have like their friendship is really strong and there's like it's nice when you're listening to like someone who's a protagonist in a story and and you're you're like what that's kind of she tells this story this massage story and my reaction to her story was like, oh no, like that's totally not cool that you wouldn't tip that person after that very sexy massage that they gave you. Um, but she was like, yeah, no, I thought it would illegitimize the whole thing. Uh, so I, I didn't, I didn't tip them. She clearly didn't like understand what was going on. But anyway, (laughs) all that to say, let's do it. They're very funny little storytellers. And, um, and I'm I'm definitely intrigued, even though it's all pre-COVID and totally not relevant to normal life anymore. Um, yeah, it's so entertaining and very funny. Yeah. Have you noticed? Have you noticed you like? Have you noticed um, in terms of digesting um, media? Have you noticed an urge to want to stick to more like post-apocalyptic type shit? Type shit? Actually. No, I'm having a really hard time picking out entertainment these days, but I, I do, I've been looking at kind of more nostalgic shit. Like I've been, we got mm. a free, mem- we got a free month or however long we get with Disney plus. So I'm just watching right. a lot of old Disney plus Disney movies. Uh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, all right. My, just the tips, uh, is C W stone King C W stone King. I sent you a link there, Brad. Um, click on it. Okay. 
Hang on. So that's C.W. Stone King. I like that. Yeah, me too. That's pretty funky. Yeah. It's, well, how uh, did you... He's a blue, uh, Australian blues singer. And it's kind of like, like, I don't know how to describe it. Other than like, I've, I've been trying to figure out how to describe it to myself. And I came up with um, voodoo jungle blues. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. He's got this fucking wicked voice, though. I love it. I love his voice. Is it? How did you come across this? Um, so I was just I was kind of sitting and thinking about music, and there's this one song on Jack White's latest album, and uh, the song is actually you should also anyone listening to this should go fucking check that out. Jack White. Uh, here, let me find, let me find the song that I'm thinking of here. Uh, discography, it is his latest album, which is called, uh, Boarding House Reach. I think that's his latest album. The song is called Abulia and Acrasia. Abulia. Abuela. Abuela. Abulia, Abulia, and Acrasia. Anyway, it's a song that's like there's just like the, like some you know some music playing, and then this guy is just talking in the background. Okay. And he's just it's but it and and it's this like this really interesting voice, and he's talking in this like old timey English, and it's a short track. It's kind of like an interlude. It's like a, just under a minute or just over a minute. And uh, I was I was just thinking about that song, and I was like, who the fuck is that voice? And I was wondering who it was. So I looked it up and it was like uh, that was voiced by C.W. Stone King. I was like, all right, well, who's that? Went to C.W. Stone King. Saw that he was a blues artist. So I was like, okay, YouTube. First thing that came up was this like sort of like, um, you know, he was like at a radio station, like playing a live set. Of okay. it, and it was a song. And I listened to it in the first t- 10 seconds. I was like, oh, holy shit. This is, I really like this. So I looked up, he has three albums and they're, um, it's just beautiful. Just like really and when do you listen to it when you're when you're making your hello fresh or yeah when i'm cooking uh i was listening to it yesterday while i was um while i was just kind of like puttering away on some work stuff uh uh while i was yeah while while cooking while cleaning um it's like feel good music i don't know it makes me it's it's there's something about blues that like is i find really calming yeah and yesterday I was not feeling very calm. And Why? so uh, I was just, uh, yesterday it was like, uh, yesterday I was like, fuck, I'm, this is going to like, this is, I'm going to die. <laughs> COVID's going to kill me. I was thinking about that a lot yesterday. Really? And so I was like, okay, you gotta, you gotta change that shit up. You so, gotta listen to some voodoo jungle. Listen to voodoo jungle blues. Yeah, and uh, and so it it got it 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 did t- it transformed me to a bit of a bit of a calmer place. That's good. Yeah. So so c dot w dot Stone King. If you want to check him out, I highly highly suggest it. Thanks, baby. Um. All right. Well, do you want to wrap this up? This is like you know. This is like this is basically us just hanging out. Yeah. For an hour. Uh huh. Well. Um. um I would like to say thank you to some more of our patrons. Oh, fuck yeah. Is that, uh, this is a good time for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're, Jeremy and I are so grateful to all of our patrons on Patreon. Um, and, uh, just, just thanks for listening. Thanks for being there. And thank you, especially today to Jim and Kira and Molly and JL and Michelle, I'm just using first names because I don't know how how much you want people to know what you, smut you're paying for. Um, Jenna and Ian, Dave, Jennifer, Cecily. That is actually one of my very favorite names. Cecily. Cecily? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a fake name. Um, Jessica, Leah, Andrea, Roxy, 
Also, Roxy. That's the a name, fake name on everybody's fake. lips is gonna be. See, Jessica. Roxy. That's a fake, fake ass name. Jessica. Yeah, no kidding. Well, f- what about Catherine? Super yeah, fake right. name. Get out of here. Laura, Nina, and Alicia. You are all superstars in my heart and in our um, Termion heart. So thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, thanks for the boners. Um, well, everyone, stay safe out there. Uh, you know, stay indoors as much as you can. Help us flatten this curve so that uh, if I am right in my predictions and I do get this, that I can at least go to the hospital and be treated. Excellent. <laughs> so flatten the curve for me, for my own selfish <laughs> reasons. Well, and for your listening pleasure, because there really wouldn't be any turn me on podcast with you without you jeremy yeah that's right Right? you'd have to you'd have to convince todd to be your new co-host or something (laughs) oh man just me and bigby (laughs) (laughs) just every once in a while bigby just goes (laughs) just lets out a fucking fart uh all right love you all and i love you babe and we'll see you on the other side Love oh, you guys. No, no that's not what we say. We say that's it for this week. Until next week. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>